Hello, and welcome to the What We've Watched podcast. My name is Chris. This is Emmett. And this is episode 96. Yes, it is. This week, top five movies of 1996. Yep. So, continuing on with the... Now into the second half of 96. Of the 90s? Of the 90s, yeah. Okay. <laughs> second half of 96. Second half of the 90s. Yeah. Um... um yeah. I have a couple of things I wanted to mention first. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Um, because um, I when I put up the 94 episode... Yeah, oh, just for um, Yeah. I realized that... Uh, well, a couple of things... Well, I realized that... Because um, I remember I was talking about Legends of the Fall. Yes, 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 yeah. Uh, for, for some reason, when I was talking about it, um, I said that it was like, you know, this sort of family drama thing and it was about like these, the two brothers there's like the younger one played by Henry Thomas yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Brad Pitt. okay I forgot the fact that it's actually about three brothers because there's also Aiden Quinn oh it also plays like the oldest brother okay and is like a, f- a participant in the whole like story and everything <laughs> like just as much as any of the others for some reason you just my brain just like completely don't and yeah so for the for anyone who heard that that has seen that movie and was like, what is he talking about? There's three brothers. Yes, I know there's three brothers. I don't know why I said that. Um, to be fair, I mean you did preface it with you had not seen it in yeah, but I'm well aware of it. I just I don't know why. It just yeah, yeah. that's what my brain did. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was uh, just because it's relevant to the '90s mm-hmm. is um, I just saw uh, the other day or a couple of days ago. Uh, the uh, director Jonathan Demi uh, passed away. Yes, and he yes, did. He did, did uh, of course, um, Silence of the Lambs, which is like of one Lambs, of the big, yeah. the the biggest ones of the nineties. So, you know, uh, yeah, sort of interesting. Um, you know, his illness, so it wasn't like it was anything nefarious, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, I mean, he's done a lot, lots of other stuff too. But that was kind of the the big one that's relevant to the nineties discussion. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah so ninety six. Uh, what, what were your thoughts about this one? Um, Looking at lists and stuff. Uh, turns out a lot of movies I like came out ninety six. Yeah. Uh, big year. Uh, and a lot. The big thing is a lot of movies that I kind of like all the same. Yeah. Which made making this list like really difficult because, hmm. like, in some ways, like more difficult than like ninety four was a tough year because there was some. Like, sort of, but there were some real, like, well, this is... The, the, 94 had a lot of great movies, but also had a lot of, like, well, this is a no-brainer top five right. movie. yeah. For me, 96 is, there is ten movies here, and I like them all the same. Like, these are all great movies, I can't... So, like, I, working to put one ahead of another, I, yeah. I found the most difficult for this year. Like maybe um, so far of the '90s, this was the most difficult year for me to go. No, this is a number one. This is a okay. number two. Yeah, for, for me, I found um, there was a lot of movies I liked from this year, but not too many that I thought were just like in that top. Like, it's like, oh, these are amazing classics. And, and maybe that's why like, I had a hard time. It was a time. lot of just kind of like good movies. Yeah, and maybe that's of, why I had a hard time. A lot of stuff where I was like, oh, I like that. It's yeah. worth a watch. Yeah, it's not anything like that's going to be on any like top 10 all-time greatest classic amazing yeah. but it's like there's a lot of stuff yeah. from this year that i found was just kind of like oh that was good yeah it was good it was mm. worth a watch yeah. i liked it i mean there's definitely a couple movies from this year that are 
Yeah. Like, widely recognized yeah, as, yeah, sure. like, fantastic films. Yeah, yeah. You know. I mean, there um, always is. But there, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's I no mean, year where, I don't like, think there's ever a could, year where there is some. It's just that it might depend on our perspective. Could you find a year where, like, no critically acclaimed movies came yeah, out? Yeah, no, of course not. Of course <laughs> like, not. That exist, never happens. You know? <laughs> but there is ones that hold less interest for us, maybe. Yeah. You know, or for one of us, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then other ones that may hold much more interest. So... Mm-hmm. Um. All right. So, who's first again? Um. Well, pretty it's... sure I went first again last time, right? Yeah. Uh, and we go. Let me let me look at my list here because this should be. Uh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I and I. You went first. Yeah. I think oh, so. Okay. Pretty sure. Okay, yeah, because my number five was Mallrats last week, so. Uh, and your five was a tie. No. That's right. No. No, it was my tie. It was on... Oh, wait. Maybe it was. Yeah, yours was a, yours was a tie last week. So you did go first. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. I mean... Um, I was pretty sure it was... Yeah, good. yeah. I'm pretty sure you went first. Yeah. Yep. All right. So um, I'm going to start off with a film that saw in the theater at the time. Uh, very much liked. Uh haven't seen it as much as I probably want to. Um, I, it's, it's a movie that I really like, but I like, oh yeah, I should see that again, and then I, you know, other, end up seeing other movies and kind of forget about it. Um, humongous ensemble cast full of great characters, Two Days in the Valley. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I, like, I like Two Days in the Valley. Fairly okay rated. Yeah. Um, I think it's like 60-something percent. That's more than I would expect, to be honest, yeah. because I feel like it's the kind of movie it, that wouldn't necessarily... It, it's, a, yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of an odd duck, kind of, yeah. you know. Um, but uh, has a great cast, uh, Charlize Theron. Yeah. Dan- uh, Danny Aiello. Danny O. Well, he's like one of the main he's characters. amazing in it. Yeah, uh, James Spader. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Daniels. Terry Hatcher. Yeah. Um, it's yeah it, it, it uh yeah Eric Stoltz yeah. Keith Carradine it's one yeah. of those 90s ensemble yeah. you know wackiness ensues kind of not wackiness yeah. I don't want to make it sound like some sort of like slapstick comedy or yeah something, yeah but. yeah it's uh well yeah it's um I meant wackiness in terms of antics <laughs> yeah um I think this is one of those ones that uh I think probably not a lot of people seen it it maybe a little under the yeah, I don't Almost know. I, I do see it referred to often. Cult classic movie? Yes. Yeah, like In that. the context of like people who are like, oh, you know, a, a movie that, you know, in that sort of kiss, kiss, bang, bang kind of way where yes. people are like, oh, you know, a movie that you totally have to check out. And it's like most people would be like, mm. oh, I've never heard of that. And it's like, yeah. yeah, you should totally see it. You know, like people who know movies know, mm-hmm. know it usually. Um, uh, full of an eccentric- eccentricities. Uh, almost. Like, you could say maybe it's um, more, I don't say easily digestible because it's not like, but uh, it's maybe a little more uh, viewer-friendly version, uh, like in the same style, like how like how like Hudson Hawk is like kind of like an oddball movie that like we like, but I like definitely other people like this movie's too uh, yeah. like this is in that same it, vein but the, more the quirky, more the quirky, the quirky. The but this is a little more more yeah. you know yeah 
Um, that it's interesting how a lot of those kind of like a little bit undersung cult kind of classic films, like um, you just mentioned, uh, Kiss the Spring Bang, and that are often like crime films. And there's also yeah. a crime film. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, it's got a bunch of different things going on, but yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, it, it's a fun movie. I've not seen it in a number of years, but. Uh, I do, I do like it. Um, well, interesting uh, tidbit. Um, due to the fact that uh, numbers usually are put at the front when you're alphabetizing things, mm-hmm. like if they're actual numerals. Oh yeah, like yeah, not, yeah. Not, not not numbers. Oh, like because the, it's a number two, not a yeah, not like a, not it's like a Roman numeral two. Yeah, not a not a Roman, Roman numeral. Uh, just, a, uh, uh, just a number. Yeah, no, no, but there's a name for that for those those numbers versus doing writing it out. So, due to that and the fact that that normally goes at the front of alpha, uh, when you alphabetize mm-hmm. two days in the valley is the very first movie on my collection on my oh of course collection. because you you don't have a one and you don't have a zero i don't have a one that's like just a one like the number one so yeah, yeah. so if you look at my movie collection the first thing on there is two days in the valley mm-hmm. so there you go holds a special place yeah uh also i uh, didn't do super great in the box office either i it may have actually been a a flop. I could only find box office numbers, not production cost. Yeah. So, which is odd considering it's not that old in mo- a movie. Um, uh, but it only made like eleven million in the box. That's office. That's not very much for you know. Yeah. That cast, unless it was really cheap. But uh, I mean, it was probably not super expensive. But yeah. Yeah. No. No. Eh, I mean, I guess it's possible it might have broke even, but not probably after advertising budget. Yeah. Um. But uh, not not a super long film. Very rapid paced. It takes place like in I mean t- two, two days. days in the valley. It takes yeah. place literally over a forty eight hour period. Yeah. Um, where uh, it's like a day and the night and the next day. Yeah, and the next day. Yeah, yeah. Um, a basic plot is Danio's characters uh gets involved in a he's kind of an ordinary guy who gets involved in like a murder for hire to make money that he needs schemes and then yeah it's like the most oh he's like this hitman and he's like so twisted yeah yeah he spader spader in this it's very uh interesting where you compare like his career at that time was very kind of different because you think about something like this and then things like you know um Stargate and stuff like that, mm. which is sort of a similar yes, yeah, I forgot time he... period. But like, what a different type of character! And mm-hmm. then like, he did a lot of other kind of little crash, crash. we talked about. Um, has been on a previous list, and like, he's just he made a lot of weird, like, just not weird, but just different, like, um, kind of characters at the time. Yeah, that were all sort of somehow you know Spader esque, but. He but all different, a, you know. Like, and his own, like, like this is the kind of character he's going to play. Like, not to typecast because the characters are like he doesn't play the same kind of character. No, but he but has a similar attitude. Act, his acting yeah. style yeah. because yeah. is is quite similar. And, and in some ways, like even he's a bit like more his quiet the and culmination quiet. of that in like the character is in Blacklist is like like his his sort of attitude that he plays with that character is still very like there is something not right with that man. <laughs> <laughs> you know like that's the and and I'm sure he's probably like 
it, I look at it like is <laughs> to to I miss mean, a bit of a crutch to fall to this character because it's so easy to use him as a, an example for this stuff. But Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum has carved a niche where he plays characters that are slightly off. Yeah. And James Spader plays characters that are often slightly twisted or broken yeah. or, you know. Yeah, but that's the thing. is like, not always, you know. Yeah. Uh, or not always in the same way, anyway. No, 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 that's for sure. So, um, I don't know, it's just... I mean, even even odd. early roles, like, uh, what was that? I think it was... Or was that after this? Like, in the 80s? Yeah, I was thinking, what was that? The uh, Secretary? Oh, that was definitely... Yeah, it was definitely... Well, I don't know if it was after... I'm pretty sure it was after this, but I don't know when it was exactly. Well, well, no, if it was '80s, it'd be before this because no. this is '96. No, I thought you were gonna, I thought you were going to talk about his roles in the '80s oh, before you said the title. Oh, okay, okay. Because you were saying early stuff. Oh, okay, okay. And then so I was like, well, if it's early, then it would be like '80s, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it can't be early if it was after this. Because... No, no, no. Oh, it's 2002. So, yeah. so that's more that, of a, more of a much, late, more of a it's later. It's much role. more recent. I thought that film yeah. was way older than it was. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I take it all back. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So yeah. Yeah. Because his early, so he had already established his early himself. work would be like in the eighties. Eighties. Yeah. Yeah. He had already established himself as somebody who plays a uh, 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 an off character by the time. But um, yeah, um, but yeah, you know, um, yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's a good movie. Um, Terry Hatcher was known for doing Lois and Clark at the time. Yep. Uh, she got... Uh, before um, Desperate Housewives. So. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I guess... Which is what sort of made... Mm-hmm. Made her a more big kind of mainstream exactly. star. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, she would have just been... You know, Lois and Clark at this time, yeah. Um, I think she got a a raspberry for her performance in this movie it's not great no but I feel like part of that was just sort of the character and how they uh, well it is one of those like I think that was like the the character was like yeah. the intent was the character was supposed to be kind of like, yeah. <laughs> like but you know yeah but uh, but yeah no it's but Danielle uh, it was really good yes I, speaking of Hudson Hawk <laughs> yeah well going through like our stuff we did in the 80s and the he's 90s. He's really underrated. He's in a lot of films I've liked. Yeah, he's like, really... He, there's a, a main character or a small character. He's really underrated. You know? Um, I mean, heck, he was the main character in our Lost episode for... Uh, yeah. yeah, he was in that. Yeah. Moonstruck. Moonstruck. Yeah, I miss a very small part, but... But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Important, but mm-hmm. small. <laughs> Just, uh, but, yeah, no, uh, I think it's... Um, yeah, no, too. It's, it's, it's like, a, a bit of a hidden gem, that's, you that's, could call that's it. That's a good example of the kind of thing I'm talking about, where it's like nobody's going to be like, oh, that's like top 20 classic yeah, exactly, yeah. ever movie, but I just like it. It's just good. Yeah. It's just yeah. fun and mm-hmm. entertaining and it's worth a watch. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, my number five, Two Days in the Valley. So, number yeah. five to you. Uh, my number five is um, a very highly rated and acclaimed film. Mm hmm. Um, probably should be ranked higher if you're looking at from like a more critical perspective but for me it's because it's like not really so much my kind of movie so i kind of rate it a little bit lower just for my own personal enjoyment um but it is from a one of my favorite directors who has been mentioned uh several times on this podcast before and was actually on one of our recent 90s episodes 
Um, in fact, I talked about the movie uh, <laughs> right at the beginning because uh, it's um, Courage Under Fire, which is another Edward Sweck movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so Courage Under Fire was um, uh, basically um, Denzel Washington mm-hmm. uh, again, which this is like um, the second time that Edward Sweck had Denzel Washington because he also worked with him on Glory, mm-hmm. uh, which was like a big breakthrough for Denzel. And uh, he'll actually work with him again after this so they definitely liked working together um also uh, meg ryan doing a very different kind of role than the kind of um romantic comedy stuff that she was known for yeah uh, which is pretty much all like anybody ever really saw so now it's something really different so basically what it's about is um denzel plays um like an army officer who um he's been basically put on like a desk job because in the Gulf he um there was an incident where he accidentally um destroyed uh like one of his own tanks yeah uh like a friendly fire accidental friendly fire incident um so he was taken off of active duty and put on to a desk uh and then what happens is the movie is basically about him investigating um the story of this um pilot this um who's Meg Ryan's character Mm -hmm. who like a helicopter pilot um, who is basically uh, up to receive be the first uh, woman to receive the Medal of Valor right. for combat, like for actual like combat uh, bravery or whatever, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to just being like kind of honorary. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's posthumous because she died. Yes, in the yeah. in the events. But basically, the movie goes back and forth between flashing back to what happens so that's like where her part so so they never really interact no they're no. like the two main characters but they don't interact it's because really quite it's, brilliant it how it's back done. and forth yeah. between him look investigating mm. and then going back and showing what happened with her um and so then there's all this kind of conspiracy of like what actually happened you know because the the guys who she rescued that made it out mm-hmm. um their stories don't quite match up so yeah. there's this whole thing of like what actually happened so because he has to determine like whether she actually should be should get this award because or the the, the mental mm-hmm. um and uh yeah so that's basically the the basic story don't want to spo- give anything away or spoil anything so i don't I won't say how it turns yeah. out but um and then, and of course while this is going on it's all about you know he's doing this but he's also like wrestling with his own demons of having, well, he's got, having I mean, been responsible for you know yeah. killing his own people by accident and stuff so um that sort of guilt thing so yeah um and uh it was a big you know there's some other notable people in it like um matt damon matt damon yeah and uh lou diamond phillips lou is yeah. really good in it and um uh the matt damon actually thing was interesting because it's a fairly i mean it's like a major part but not like a leading part it's like a more of a, a secondary part uh but uh um he like got really dedicated to like he he like lost a ton of weight and stuff and he became like really he was like all sort of like skinny and like emaciated looking mm-hmm. um and he actually like did it for real like he went very like method and just like he like tried to get to where like physically the character would be and all this kind of stuff and uh so and this was before like he had really broken through like as in a big way so like 
he ended up getting um like a lot of parts because of like you know directors and stuff seeing this movie yeah um and being like wow you know he's he's good um because he was kind of pretty unknown at the time and uh one of the things that it led to was um like uh, saving private ryan which is kind of like his really big breakthrough but what happened was spielberg saw him in this and was like he's really good but he didn't want to cast him because he was like always oh, too skinny because right? <laughs> um, he had that real kind of but that was just specifically for this movie and then uh, Spielberg apparently met him while he was making Goodwill Hunting mm. when he was back to like his normal weight, and then it was like, oh, okay, all right, well that's fine then. We'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll hire him. And so then he got hired for the for the same forever thing, mm. and then that was kind of like his big mainstream breakthrough. So, um, kind of funny, mm. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, it's just it's it's really good, um, really good acting, good like writing I it's, mean, a, it's, it's yeah. a highly acclaimed yeah. i mean I'm it's a sure real it's good the, drama 90s of percents and stuff like that and it's it's very acclaimed it's uh, as very, a as a great reviews as a huge fan of denzel yeah um uh, this is like it's, it's like, not a remake it's not a so, yeah yeah it's yeah. so rare to see a denzel Washington yeah he's not really a remake likes to do his remakes yeah um uh i mean i'm not this saying is that like, a negative this, this is like number six on my list yeah um as uh, I'm a, as a big Denzel fan, and he's really excellent in this movie. Yeah. Um, uh, I like, like, it's it's a very dramatic movie, yeah, and yeah. it's uh, th- it's sort of that's what I was saying. Whereas, like, it's not really my kind of movie. yeah, and that's sort of and that's but, sort of it. Like, as much yeah. as I like Daniel, and, and I also like McMahon Mc- Mc- is fantastic. Yeah, in it. but the quality um, is just so good that I, I had to. And and I, I like the creative storytelling between like you know, yeah. like you said the two characters who are n- never meet each other but yeah. they have to kind of like intertwine like what they're you know um, the dramatic element for it it makes this movie a little it's a little heavier yeah. than I kind of yeah for then then I I'm like not my, you know with that but that's why it's number five you know, as opposed to uh, being higher yeah. when really quality, uh, but yeah no it is wise, a, that's a really it's like a quality wise it probably yeah. should be higher but yeah it's know. yeah it is very highly a bunch of awards it's yeah oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's huge. Um, I always get this Courage Under Fire and uh, the movie where he plays the Secret Service agent. Um, crap, can't remember the name of the movie now. Uh, mixed up because the original posters for the two are very similar. Yeah. And they both like, and it wasn't until like later they did another poster. Because yeah. uh, like the original poster for Courage Under Fire, like just showed Denzel didn't show McRyan to show anybody yeah. else and it wasn't until later that they did like a, a, a different poster hmm. and and it's always when I see the poster if I see it I'm like oh right this is the yeah. this is the one where Denzel and McRyan are in because this is yeah. the one where he's I don't remember that but yeah. it was a long time ago yeah. so um, but when I, I just I just remember coming I, only, I was only reminded of it as I was because I was looking through films and I was like oh yeah Courage Under Fire yeah, yeah. and I, I haven't seen it in a long time and I should I should watch it again I haven't I, seen it in a while but but uh, being that it, I know it's good, so it's like it is. it's a no-brainer. It's, it's like really you're not going to lose out by watching yeah. it. So. No, it's really yeah. good. Yeah. All right. Um, so number my number four. We didn't really talk oh. about if we oh. thought there would be a crossover. Oh, crossover. Um. <laughs> oh, let me just take. A- uh, we're already. We already said a couple of our movies. I'm gonna say one. Okay. I'm gonna say one. All right. Um. But. Uh, uh, this could be it. 
Uh, What's I, your number four? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Uh, my number four <laughs> is a comedy. Uh, very, very highly rated. Okay. Um, uh, like like ninety three percent award winning. Okay. Um, I think most people have seen it. It's kind of a well, very also very well known. Uh, and it's that thing you do. Oh God. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, with uh, Tom Hanks. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I this is like one of those like like a comedy drama like real feel good movies that it's very not feel good. It's extremely downer. Guess I don't know. I, it's all about like that everyone's lives basically totally collapsing, well, falling apart, and everything going horribly. Uh, I, I guess I mean, <laughs> I yeah, I don't like it. I don't. Oh, like, don't like I don't. It know, I don't like it because it's way too much of a downer. Um, it. Uh, it's uh, for those who don't know it's about uh, Tom Hanks is a uh, he signs bands yeah. and he finds this uh, this like local it's like the 60s yeah it's the 60s uh, finds this local band that um, uh, he sees inspiration in like they could be the next like big thing yeah. um, uh, and I guess this is the height of like it's just you know you know, yeah, it's like the kind of sort of post Beatles. Post Beatles, yeah, thank you. Of, uh, I, I couldn't come up with the word Beatles. Yeah. Um, uh, like, yeah, and so like kind of basically like every, I guess everybody was kind of searching for the next Beatles, yeah. and um, they had that that sound that you know everybody was looking for, and he saw potential in them, um, and uh, it's. I guess that feel good was probably maybe the wrong word. <laughs> uh, oh, it sure there is. is. There is. I, I, I feel there's a lot about this film that like makes you go like, ooh, how that like like I don't know. It's I like all the characters in the film. Because the like the band members all have like there there's no like where like the lead singer is like the main character and then there's a bunch of other people. It's not like every member of the band has a distinct character and has things that they go through. Yeah. And uh, you know, sometimes they have to go through them alone, sometimes, you know, uh and I mean even um Tom Hanks's character, I think it's like Mr. White. Um, uh, even he has stuff that he goes through. Uh, the last time I watched this, I watched the director's cut, which is like super long. I didn't realize that I was watching the director's cut until I like came across some scenes. I'm like, I don't remember these scenes. And then I was like, Oh, this is the director's cut. Oh, okay, and the director's cut. It should be mentioned that Tom Hanks directed it too. Yes, he, yes, thank not, you. He doesn't. Thank you. I meant to mention that. Right he doesn't movie. usually direct movies. No, so, I meant yeah. I meant to mention that. Yeah, because he, he directed and actually uh, wrote the screenplay too. Yeah, that's partly um, why he's not like the main star. No, no, no. He took more of a supporting um, role to kind of. But uh, yeah, and uh, it's yeah, like it, the the director's cut's like almost like th- almost three hours long. Like it's uh, and it adds a. It flushes out a bunch of stuff that isn't really. It's sort of like only like basically touched on, like the fact that like Tom Hanks's character is. You get the gist that like there's some things that they he says in the in the movie that like at the time I especially in '96 when I saw this I, I didn't think of anything of, um, but like you know like is he is he gay is he a gay character and then like in the director's cut like firmly established that okay. he That's is yeah oh like there's a scene in the director's cut where like he hops into like a convertible with like 
I guess like the, the guy that he's with at the time like puts his armor on the guy and they drive off. Like it's like completely like um and and because a couple other things. Well, like, I imagine that's probably inspired by like Brian Epstein, who was the manager of the Beatles, who was you know pretty well known to be gay at the time, which was not a typical thing or you know yeah. not a, not a, not nearly as accepted, anyways. Um. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Um, and I, I, um, I, I definitely can understand how, how you could, being that the sort of like the, that it doesn't, doesn't necessarily resolve, like the movie doesn't resolve at a, like a, a super, like a happy, super happy ending, um, or kind of a happy ending at all. Like, I mean, everybody just kind of ends up going on their own, like yeah. their lives, like it doesn't work oh, out. Oh, no, that's, you know? that's fine. I no, don't have a problem no. with that. Like that part was fine. It's just the stuff getting to there where yeah. it's like it's, it was it's just a, like the, the oh, struggle, God, so the, sad. The struggles like, that they have. Well, it's initially, all that, that that the lead the lead guy, like the yeah. front the front man who like just turns out to be this like horrible. Yeah, like, yeah, he, yeah. he totally does the thing of like fame, like you know, yeah. an ego just like totally wrecking him, yeah. and like he just uh, Tom Everett Scott's character. Yeah, yeah, just um, turns against everybody, mm-hmm. and just oh god, it's terrible. Yeah. He he totally like lets it all go to his head, and it is yeah because it's really like initially you think oh well they've got it made like this is this is a slam dunk for them yeah but that's um, that, I mean that's and there's, then, no, there's know, no trauma in that yeah exactly um yeah. And, you know uh and of course you know all the it's uh it's I guess it's like a lot of band films yeah. where it does a, a really good job of showing like like. With fame and fortune, you got to watch yourself. I also <laughs> felt it's a little too kind of on the nose of like sort of just kind of like taking elements from actual band uh, it, stories and then just kind definitely, of com- definitely, making yeah. a bit of a mishmash. It's and like I'd rather just see, in, I'd rather just see like a biopic of an actual band. That would be more interesting. That, to me. that is a, that is a, that is super good point. Yeah. Um, it is so, it is very much that's they, fine. I mean, I'm they, not trying to talk you out you, of it. No, no, no. Liking you can, it, I, just I can definitely see where explaining you can, why I don't. You can uh, you could look at like everything it that just, happens to them in this movie generic, is literally you know? just a an amalgamation yeah, of it's a little too like, generic. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's my opinion. I'm, I, you know, and this is you know maybe that was the intent of the film just to kind of show. Oh yeah, I like, take a movie and show like kind of the. Well, as a also whole, when it, you know? when it, when you are telling an uh, like the story, say if you're going to tell the story of like an actual band stuff like that, you uh-huh. have to get all kinds of like clearances and mm-hmm. like permissions and stuff. It's you very complicated. Right, yeah. so the own eaters. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's my. That's, sadly enough, that's my favorite part of the film. <laughs> well, it's a joke because <laughs> it's a you know. It's, um, it's sort of a pun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's always the thing that we reference as like a joke, but it's like that that kind of gives the wrong impression to it because yeah. it's not really like yeah. it's. I mean, this movie definitely it's definitely more dramatic than it's funny. categorized as comedy drama, yeah. and it's definitely comes in that order. Like the movie starts with comedy, yeah, and then about oh yeah, I, I, I agree about with that it's about, funnier. Two, about a yeah, third yeah, yeah. of the way through the film. I think it starts it's to more, switch over to drama. Yeah, yeah, I think it's more drama, <laughs> yeah. but I think that yeah, yeah, definitely there's more comedy in the earlier, in the beginning in the earlier yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, because it's that whole it's the it's, whole arc of like yeah. hey, when things are going great, yeah, everyone's happy, everyone's yeah. like joking yeah. around, everyone's you having know, a good time, and it's only when things I'm, start going bad. That I'm it glad becomes, in many ways that they you know, like. Dramatic. I think it makes a more a more interesting story that they didn't do the like oh everything's going bad but then they just 
overcome everything oh, and yeah. become a successful band anyway. No, it's much more realistic. That been, like, that would have felt really too It's much more realistic as, as far as, like, uh, to, a comedy. Oh, yeah, know. no, no. It's much more realistic to have it just yeah. be like, well, it didn't work out. They all go on to do other things. And, yeah. You know, some of them, uh, you know. You know, there's a lot of regrets that some of the decisions that they made. Well, and, maybe, and, you know, but also some of that time, sometimes that's just, it's, it's as it's meant to be, right? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of people from bands from maybe not, you know going back that far mm-hmm. maybe maybe or even not going necessarily that back that far but there's a lot of people that were in bands that like maybe had like a hit you know like maybe they're like one hit wonder kind of mm-hmm. um no 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 pun intended <laughs> one, one hit oneaters <laughs> one hit and, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know but like it, but but it didn't end up working out in the long run you know they didn't mm-hmm. become like a stones or a you know and and they went and like some of the members may have like stayed with me in music, might have gotten another band, or they may mm. have gone solo. Others may have like you know just decided, yep, this isn't hey, really yeah, for you me. Know. You know, they went and they they sell cars, or yeah. they they are. You we, know, we made a nice attempt at or this. They become but a chef, out, or yeah. like whatever, right? Like because well, they're so often they're so young, young when they well, first, that's it. Yeah. you know, because yeah. it's kind of a young man's game mm-hmm. uh, to get you know put together a band, let's yeah. put together a band and like play our yeah. music, and especially back then for that type of music, yeah. that sort of rock and roll thing. Yeah. That you know, you super idealized way of yeah, like I mean, thought of the world forget, and like, how like, it actually. People forget, like you know, the Beatles, for example, like their entire career was over before they were out of their twenties. Yeah, like as the Beatles, like mm-hmm. they broke up before, before any of them before were 30, they were yeah. even out of their twenties. Yeah, you know, but they're like this legendary thing. But mm-hmm. I mean, that decade or so that they were together, they packed a lot yeah. in there yeah. uh, in terms of what they accomplished mm-hmm. and what they did because they were just going, going, going all the time. And so it was a real kind of live fast kind of thing. And they fortunately were which, able... Which, when you think of like that kind of music, you think you don't always... You always think of that as like, oh, that's like rock and roll music and stuff like that. Yeah. You don't think of like, oh, just kind of like pop song kind of music for everybody. is like, that's a live fast burnout kind of... And it... But when you... Like like you say, going, going, going. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and that's how things were done back yeah. then, right? Yeah. Like, album, bands were doing two, three albums a year. Yeah. Plus all the touring. Plus all the, you know? <laughs> so it's like, they were mm-hmm. just going nonstop. And so they packed a lot into a short period of time. So you would have a band come out that, like, all the members were, like, maybe, like, you know, 19, 20, 21. Should, and yeah. then within, like, a couple of years like they're gone you know yeah. they had they came out they had like one big hit yeah a couple of albums really work went out. on tour yeah. for a couple of years didn't and really gone. work out yeah. and they're gone and yeah. maybe some of them started another band yeah. maybe some of them went solo maybe then some of them went into other jobs like I say right yeah but it's like that happened there's like for every band like you know the stones that have like remained together for so long with most of the same members and have just kept going mm-hmm. you know and are like so big but like for every band like that, there's probably oh, yeah, yeah. a million bands that just yeah. had the well, opposite story, I mean, right? I mean, you think about so, it, it. You think, uh, especially back then, the Stones started in like early sixties. Like early sixties, yeah, sixty-one, sixty-two. What like. other bands are still around from the early sixties? Not very many. Yeah. So like, none that are nearly as famous. Exactly. So like, you'd have to dig. In, in some ways, like the Stones have outlasted. Everybody else. Yeah, I mean they're <laughs> no. very well. They're a very particular like special they are, case. They, yeah, they, they but, are. A, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know, and maybe it's not the best example to use because yeah, yeah, they're yeah. they're kind of a unique case. Yeah. But even still, like it's it's you know for every band that did last for maybe even 10, 20, 30 years, yeah. there's mm-hmm. who knows how many that were around for like maybe two years. You yeah. Know? So. 
Um, yeah. So yeah. in that sense, it's a very true and universal yeah. kind of story. It, it, down to, it's a very down to like earth kind it's of. It's very yeah. realistic in yeah. that sense because yeah. that sort of story happened. It's just that I would have been more interested if it was like about an actual thing. But yeah, yeah. That's yeah. just yeah. me. That's my opinion. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So my number four, that thing you do. That's fair. All right. So um, you're, you're number four. Yeah, my four. Um, definitely maybe not the most acclaimed movie, but okay. um, one that I really enjoyed. Um, and it's just one of those, like, if you're talking about entertainment, it's just fun. And I like it. And it appeals a little bit to me on several different l- levels of stuff that I like. And it's um, The Frighteners. Ah. Um, this is the first Peter Jackson movie I ever saw. Because mm-hmm. it's pretty Lord of the Rings, of course. Um, and I didn't see his really early stuff until later because I didn't know about it. Basically, Frighteners is what introduced me to Peter Jackson as a yeah. filmmaker. Um, it's also the last like major role by last major role from um, or movie role from Michael J. Fox. Right. Prior to like kind of stepping back with from because of his illness, which at the time we didn't know about. It hadn't been made public yet. Um. And uh, so, like, literally, he doesn't have any other starring, like, movie roles after this. Mm. He's got, like, he's had... Some TV stuff, and that's a it. Couple, well, yeah, like, lots of TV stuff. Yeah. A couple of cameos, and a lot of voice work. Mm-hmm. That's it. No no other starring action... <laughs> action. No other starring, like, movie roles mm. after, after this one. So, it's kind of an end of an era in that sense, although we didn't know it at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I have a very distinct memory attached to first seeing this because I saw it in the uh, movie theater at the university oh. with my mom. Mm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just fun. It's I think most people have probably seen it. Yeah. Um, no, Frighteners is real good. Michael J. Fox plays like a, he's kind of like a paranormal investigator kind of yeah. like it's got a little bit of that like shabby kind of like private investigator kind of uh, uh, feel like almost like influenced by like a noirish kind of stuff um, and but he's like a he's like a uh, uh, what do you call it like he's like a fraud or yeah. people think he's a fraud yeah 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 and it turns out he kind of is a fraud but kind of not because there are, are actual ghosts yeah. but he's he works with there's like a couple of ghosts yeah, that yeah, he yeah. actually works with so basically they go into the house Haunt they start the house. haunting the house and yeah. then he comes in and pretends to get rid of them yeah um, Run, runs a know. scam he basically runs so it a, is runs a scam, scam. But, oh, the yeah. are, but the ghosts are real, real. so it's yeah. kind of a twist on the whole scam yeah, yeah, yeah. thing everybody thinks he's a scam artist just because people don't believe in ghosts yeah. until you know um, and then so but his backstory is really interesting and I mean it's hence the title of the, the movie a, a clip, the fr- like, yeah, yeah the Frighteners, Frighteners that's, what, yeah. they, that's yeah. what they do they yeah. go in and frighten people and yeah. then he Comes in and comes in and does, the, does the like his because he's got like this process that oh, he goes so through. Bad. That it's it it is so it's clearly like, a sham. Yeah, it's really terrible. You know, uh, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. You know, like he doesn't. Um, you you'd think if you were gonna do that, you'd at least like you have the real ghosts. You can put the real effort in, yeah. and he just puts in like zero effort. Yeah. You know, but the thing is, because the ghosts are real, yeah. it works, and that's yeah. the only reason he gets away with it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's like, uh, it's supposed to be this, like, small, like, I think it's supposed to be, like, in California or something, Mm kind of like northern California, all along the coast kind of thing, but, um, it's, like, very clearly New Zealand, because it's Peter Jackson movie, um, and, uh, 
it's uh, so like the locations are really nice um you know and there's this whole interesting backstory where like basically um he'd been like an architect and he was working on like uh this his dream home mm-hmm. or his dream house with his wife yeah uh but she dies in like an accident when because they had been arguing uh and then they he he basically he crashed the car and she died um and he had survived and um so it's like he's kind of a broken man because of this so that's what leads to his whole um and then basically since having the accident he now that's what why he, he can, see he can now see yeah. ghosts and and see that mm-hmm. that supernatural stuff so um that's what led to him getting into this like racket that he ends up in because he's kind of a broken man and like he hasn't done any more work on the house since because like he's oh just, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. Like he, a, so it's all like half built there's like, like one room that yeah, has like, like plastic over the, like plastic over the roof and stuff and it's just like he won't he won't mm. work on it because mm. you know it's just uh he's like mm. a broken man because of losing his wife and stuff um, and then there's like a whole lot more too. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, it's, 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 the there's whole, a whole. There's like a whole. Like, isn't it like because it's like sort of a smallish town. That yeah, lives yeah. In, and then people are starting to die like way more. Yeah. And then like they have the number. FBI, the numbers carved into their, their forehead. Yeah, and he can see it. Yeah, yeah. And then there's like the whole thing with the FBI agent who shows up and he has to like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Jeffrey Combs. Jeffrey Combs. That's one right, of the that's greatest right. characters. Yeah. Oh my god, Jeffrey Combs is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Jeffrey Combs is amazing in everything, but he's <laughs> he he's, feels like. Jeffrey Gomes' character in this feels so much like how um, they, the the, so F- the FBI the characters in Twin Peaks are played. Oh, but like, but like well, a thousand like, times over the top. Yeah, like so, but yes, like, they take there that. There is something seriously wrong with this man. That quirkiness and that kind of yeah. offness, and then wow. you just multiply it by like a million times. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's ridiculous. He's yeah. so over the top. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like a very entertaining, fun. But I, and I really like the sort of macabre kind of yeah. aspect with ghosts and the, kind the, of and the, the ghosts are very a little, um, little bit of gore. You yeah, know. there's a little bit of gore. And well, they, they 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 were trying to make a PG-13 film because yeah. it was meant to be kind of like you know a little dark and macabre, kind of that Tim, but still like that family, sort of that like Tim yeah, Burton kind of yes, kind of tone yeah, yeah. is what they're going for. Absolutely. Yeah. And no matter what they did, they couldn't they lose could, the R rating. The 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 ratings people would not uh, just kept hitting them with the R. And they're just like, okay, well, we'll, we'll trim this down just a little bit. Lean and then, into it. And, like, <laughs> the way that they were designing the whole thing was for that PG-13 kind of thing. That sort of, like, 80s, you know, yeah. like, gremlins kind of, like, yes. macabre, yeah. macabre kind of thing. And they just couldn't get it. And so, finally, they were like, okay, well, if we're going to get hit with the R anyways, we might as well just, just go all the it, way. Yeah. So, Peter Jackson actually added some more kind of, like, sort of gory-ish kind of stuff. Um, in because of uh, I mean it's not gore like the way that you would normally think like it's mm-hmm. not like really gross horrific kind of stuff especially because a lot of the sort of gory stuff is done with CG yeah 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 which I mean, this is the early days of that <laughs> um, but basically all the the sort of all the it's a huge amount of CG in this and it's kind of it's, it's quite good it's what sort of led to the like doing Lord of the Rings and yeah. realizing that hey we can actually do yeah. like something like that because um they had started like it's where like well it's Weta Digital which is now yeah. of course like one of the biggest you know uh, visual effects companies around but it had started out with um they just got like a few computers and the programming and stuff um to do there because there's a couple of CG shots uh in um Heavenly Creatures mm-hmm. which is Peter Jackson's previous film. Because uh, there was just like some stuff where they had to do like some morphing and like some kind of oh, yeah. where there was these like dream kind of sequence things where it right. was like, shoo, 
and so there's a little bit of CG they need for that. So they just got like a few computers and some people who knew how to do that stuff, and and then it basically just grew because they just sort of kept adding to it. And then it was like okay, and then when they were doing um, Frighteners, they were like okay, well you know we need more computers. We yeah. need to expand this like this area because we have all this work to do for this movie. And then by the time they were finished Frighteners, they were like, well now we have this huge visual effects you know uh, department with all these computers and stuff like that. What are we going to use? Be, them? Yeah, what are yeah, we going to yeah, use yeah. them for? And so that's where, like, that was no. what led to Lord I mean, of the Rings. Maybe there'll be a call for this. Yeah. <laughs> um, another interesting thing about it was uh, after uh, Frighteners, the next thing that Peter Jackson was supposed to be doing was King Kong. Oh, the, right, his yeah. remake of King Kong, and uh, it fell through because uh, the studio decided not to go forward with it because at the time. Like uh, that's around the time that the uh, Mighty Joe Young remake came out. Oh, and that, that bombed that, and it so didn't hard. do well. And there was like other things of that nature coming mm-hmm. out at the time, and um, so um, the studio decided to cancel the mm-hmm. King Kong remake at that yeah, point. That was like the next year or yeah. so. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, and and so uh, and so they they were ready. They were all like ready to go for that, and then it got shut down. So it was like oh. Now we don't have a movie to make, and we have all these computers and everything and ready to go and stuff. So Peter Jackson basically spent a ton of time on making like this crazy in-depth documentary about the making of Frighteners, mm-hmm. which is on like there's like a collector DVD type thing you get. I think it's probably on the Blu-ray now too. I'm sure, but it's literally the documentary is longer than the movie itself. Like it's <laughs> like the documentary is I think like over two hours. And it's like a very in-depth, everything you would possibly want from a documentary. And basically, Peter Jackson made the documentary himself because he had all this time on his hands because After the all that schedule that was blocked out for working King on Kong, Kong was gone, evaporated. Yeah. So he was just yeah, like, to do it he didn't know what to do with himself. He so he's he just like... He to eventually do it. So yeah, it was fine, exactly. You know? Yeah, almost uh, 10 years later. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know. So, yeah, it, it, it was... Um, One day I'll see the end of that. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I can tell you how it ends. Yeah, yeah. King Kong falls off. The, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I, that's the part I missed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that was kind of interesting. But yeah, there's just lots of interesting things and um, little stories behind it. Like um, Robert Zemeckis was an executive producer on it because mm-hmm. uh, originally uh, the script was considered as um, possibly another um, uh, uh, Tales from the Crypt themed, oh, okay. uh, like branded movie. They're yeah. going to be like because they had done like a couple of Tales from the Crypt movies. Um, of course, they'd done the, the, the series on HBO, which Zemeckis was, like, the exact producer of. And then they made a couple of movies, right? They made Demon Knight and Bordello of Blood. Right. And they were, like, looking for possible other scripts to turn into a Tales from a Character movie. And then, so, they saw this, and then they were like, well, you know, oh, that, that sounds like it could be. And then, like, as sort of time went on, it became clear, like, oh, well, maybe that won't work as, as that. But he still wanted to, like, have it actually made, so he kind of helped to get... Um, the deal and stuff done to so that Peter Jackson can make it. So yeah, it's kind of yeah. interesting. I know yeah. it's it's, yeah, it's uh, just entertaining. It, it's got like lots of cool uh, uh, cast. You just, like yeah. all the ghosts are people you totally yeah. recognize. Yeah, John uh, Aston. John Aston. Yeah, yeah. Is the judge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chief McBride is well. He's one of the main ghosts. Yeah. Um, yeah. But a whole bunch of people. Um, yeah, it's just you know a lot of familiar faces and. What's his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, um, yeah. No, it's a real good film. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it is. I can understand why, like, it wouldn't necessarily it, be like highly critically rated, but it's just, it's just a fun. 
entertaining movie. Yeah. And, and and it just appeals to me. I like I, I like Peter Jackson's style. Like like, I like his kind Did of... you like Ghostbusters? Yeah, like, You'll like just... the Frighteners. Yeah, like... it's the same sort of tone of that sort of macabre but yeah. funny. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Sort of dark. Michael J. Fox is great. Dark, but, you know. Yeah. But entertaining and... Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just I like that sort of style. I like that kind of tone. So, yeah, yeah. Ooh. awesome. So that's your number four. Four, Frighteners. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. my number three. Yes. Uh, something I forgot to bring up about my my number four. Uh, yes. Also has Charlize Theron. It. I forgot about that. She's also in that thing. What was your four? I forgot that thing already. You knew. Oh, she's in, yes, she's yes, in both my five yes, yes. She's also in Mighty Joe Young, which we just brought up. She's yes. all over the <laughs> Yes. But Two Days in the Valley was the first. Yeah, that was her. Yeah. Yes. And what a debut it is. Mm. So, some big movies came out in 1996. Okay. Uh, very well-known movies. Like, big, like, like there was, like... Kenneth Branagh's Uncut Hamlet. Yeah. Just like four hours. <laughs> yeah, four hours. That's a big movie. The big movie that came out? Yes, yes, exactly. No. Uh, this is shorter than that. Okay. Uh, no, not four hours. No. Uh, no Kenneth Branagh. Okay. Uh, instead, uh, Francis McDormand and it's Fargo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's my number three. Okay. Uh, Fargo, like, super critically yes. reclaimed. Uh, yeah. uh, Coen Brothers... Um, everybody freaking loves Fargo. Yes, uh, bloody, it's bloody Fargo. Um, uh, this was one that I definitely did not see at the time. I did not see it for probably quite a few years after, probably wow. well into the two thousands. Made, made a huge mistake. I am well aware, and I think it was at the time I didn't like. I don't think I was aware of it. Like it, it was like it was just like oh, it's like a police count thing. How could you? It's because I didn't really know Coen Brothers. Like. I had seen Coen Brothers stuff. I knew Coen Brothers because they showed in school. They showed us Blood Simple. Yeah, see, I wish they had shown me in, Blood in, Simple in, in school. In law class. Because I have, yeah, see, I wish I had seen that. Uh, I didn't take law class. That was that was, my, that was your first mistake. That was my first mistake. Um, your second mistake was not watching what, Fargo when well, it came out. Not watching Fargo when it came out. Um, <laughs> but when I did see it, I was like, this movie is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, huge cast, many yeah. awards. Yeah. Um, Francis Francis McDormand is yeah. so good. amazing yeah. in this. Amazing. I mean, she's good. She's just a good actress, but yeah. she really nails this role. But in a lot of the other films, she gen- she often will take like more secondary parts. Mm-hmm. Whether it's just you know a scheduling thing, or whether it's just deciding like what part she's right for type of thing um but like she doesn't always not every cohen film cohen brothers film does she have like a lead part no but this is one of those times where she actually had the lead part and it was like oh right yeah she's really really good mm-hmm. um also uh william h macy, william h. macy is yeah. awesome in this yeah, he's incredible i mean he's, yeah, he's a real good actor incredible actor. again it was one of those cases like i did steve buscemi you know, i did at the time yeah steve buscemi pierce romare as yeah. the like yeah. duo, yeah. buffoon duo, kind of. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, just brain derailed for a sec. Um, <laughs> didn't sleep super great last night. Uh, I uh, that was yeah. Your third mistake. Yeah, that was my third mistake. Wow, well, that's not bad. If that was only my third mistake up until <laughs> this point in my life. Um, 
No, but uh, no, Fargo's super good. I uh, I really like uh, all the 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 way they put the the Coen Brothers put the story together yeah. with the well, that's like, their that's their it, thing. I mean, this movie is <laughs> they're, like they're it, geniuses for that. It's their trademark, like top to yeah. bottom. Um, Putting these but, intricate plots, with, like, like super intricate, all these chop. twists and turns of like characters, like doing crazy things. Crazy and, things. Uh, I love how everybody in this movie sort of is like, like more or less exasperated with the situation that they're in. Like, like everybody knows that it's like this stupid. We're just gonna get this like briefcase of money. Like, this shouldn't be as complicated as it is. And everybody's being like pushed to the edge, and it's just like. Why can't we solve this problem? You yeah. know, it's not well, that it's hard. Because everybody is so dysfunctional. Yeah, and, and then it turns out it's oh, because you're all like, yeah, you're all broken people. Yeah. Um, everybody's got their hang up or their their whatever, and it's like completely interferes with their ability to to, to you know be the character that they're almost kind of supposed to be. Uh, it's it's almost like like this is like, and Cohen, I guess maybe some Coen Brother films are maybe like that where. Um, the movie itself is also, is also sort of a bit like a behind the scenes where like I can imagine a documentary being made about a movie where like this movie was barely made because all the actors had all these problems and they were all so dysfunctional only instead of it being the actors it's literally the characters in the film can't get through the movie that they've been written for because they're so dysfunctional yeah you know um it's but uh, but yeah, the Fargo um, is uh, is really good. Um, yeah, uh, she well she won the uh, French Montgomery won the Academy Award for Best Actress. Um, well deserved. Yeah, and it was nominated for Best Picture too, which you know that's, well, well that's not yeah not it's not bad at all. Not bad at all. Yeah, for, cool uh, for a little crime drama set in Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Which confuses a lot of people because Fargo is in North Dakota. North Dakota, but... It's, if well, you see the movie, it makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I used to hear that all the time where people would be like, be like, I don't get it. Like, that's not... Well, cause especially because the accents, because they do, yeah. like, the heavy Minnesota accents yeah. on everybody. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, that's not what people sound like in Fargo and stuff like that. And it's just like, just watch the movie. Just watch the movie. <laughs> like, it'll make sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like... It, it is kind of it is kind of like yeah the, the Fargo um that's interesting because like uh, I've watched the the two seasons of the the TV show and uh, they're they're neat because they take place they're precursors to yeah, to yeah. the film um which is neat because they because the the film just kind of like drops you off in more or less the middle of a situation with yeah. uh, William H. Macy's character like in yeah. that and then that's where the whole you yeah, know, yeah. money issue Absolutely. comes in yeah. and and so you're kind of like you're introduced to like plot and progress and the 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 prequel movies basically the show. show yeah this should be short shows um, cover like like sort of almost everything like up to the movie and including like going back like quite a few years to like 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 20, 20 years I think twenty years before like why yeah, like things the, yeah it's like the seventies yeah like yeah why things were so messed up between like the Fargo and like 
the, you know, across the border in Dakota and, and all the, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. all the adjacent towns and stuff like that and, and what goes on. Um, and, uh, and yeah, but, but yeah, no, Fargo is, is definitely, and I've seen it a number of times. It's much like, um, holy crap, I almost said Lawnmower, man. Jeez. <laughs> much like the Big Lebowski, uh, I, I have, like, it's like, oh yeah, go back and watch, and watch yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know why the Lawnmower Man popped Well, those, are, those two are probably, like, among the best, oh, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, within in like sort of the top few of mm-hmm. Cohen mm-hmm. Reddit's films. For sure. Alright. Yeah. So uh my number three, Fargo. Alright. My number three is a comedy is also Oh yeah? I don't know why I said that, but uh, as well as number four, yeah, your number four you introduced it as a comedy. comedy. Well number three um, yeah, Fargo's Fargo's pretty funny. It's got quite a few I yeah. mean it's dark it's, it's dark sort of as, in between it's, it's sort of in between. It's yeah, not yeah, yeah, like yeah. the Cohen's have done full comedies. It's kind of in between. Yeah. Um, anyways, it's comedy. Um, it is a movie that is very highly acclaimed and loved. It is one that I didn't know about. Well, I didn't know. I knew about, but didn't see back at the time. Huh. That I have now seen uh, due to the fact that you requested it as an episode oh. of the podcast. Oh, okay. It's yeah. the Birdcage. Wow, awesome. Yeah. Didn't see it at the time. It was one of those. I've explained this so many times yeah. before. We did a whole episode about it. Um, it was just one of those kind of slipped through the cracks ones. Like I just, at the time I just didn't happen to see it. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. I just I, never I, got I, around to it. That's yeah, always what happens. To and me then too. you were like, you brought it up as that's like, why it took me eight years to see Saving Private Ryan. You brought it up as a potential, um, idea for an episode mm-hmm. or something. And I was like, sure. I haven't seen it. And you were like, Oh wow. And we watched it and it is amazing. Yeah. Um, probably don't need to talk too too much about it because we did a full episode on it but it's just top to bottom just so well done very well written very well executed very well acted um is is super funny Robin williams and nathan lane and and they're both so good they're so they're so good and then like you know gene hackman is Mm -hmm. amazing and just it's yeah i mean it's pretty much uh you know everything anything you could want yeah um i i uh, really good pretty, like bite-sized story again that doesn't get too elaborate that you're distracted yeah, from again like, probably the characters probably and, like i said with um with version of fire at five like which i mean based on the cr- sort of critical standing it probably should rank higher but it ranked uh, low. three is still pretty good. but no, no no i'm saying uh, Christian of fire probably should oh, rank yeah. higher but you know, I ranked it at five because yeah. it's not so much my type of movie. With this one, it's more like it probably should rank higher, but because I don't have as much of a personal connection to it, because I, it's all a recent discovery for yeah. me, that's kind of why I sort of ranked it no. down at three. But, like, it's technically, I mean, it could be, you know, it could go the distance because it's, it's mm-hmm. pretty much flawless. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, Birdcage. I, uh, anybody who hasn't seen it, I would highly recommend it. I think most people have seen it because it seems like everyone saw it before I did. Um, so I'm, I'm, you know, apparently my first mistake was not seeing the Birdcage came out. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, Birdcage number three. Yeah, I'm just checking what episode was that. It's a while ago now. Episode seventy-two. Episode seventy-two. I've pierced the toast. The Birdcage. I pierced the toast. Yeah, that was amazing. Um, what website is this? You don't know, Player FM. 
gosh, didn't even know we were on that. Uh, someone might have just added it. Yep. Thanks for information dissemination. Because <laughs> it's just you just add the yeah the feed right the feed so. and it just yeah takes off. Yeah. All right. So yeah, you're number three. Yes, the definitely. It's great. Well, my number two. This will be really quick. It's the Frighteners. Oh wow! Yeah, I super love the Frighteners. I love uh, it, but like I thought that it would be. I didn't want to rank it too high because I know that it's not like necessarily the most like, low, like great. Like it's definitely flawed, but it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just but I really so, enjoy it. I really like it. It's really so much fun it. to watch. It's yeah. the characters are all great. Like I mean, we, we just talked about it. It's well, you, yeah, you, I really, you really kept really a good lid on that because yeah. I kind of felt felt like <laughs> I was getting a, like a vibe of that you were like man oh I, I was so trying good. to I was trying to chime in I was trying to yeah, yeah no I, like I really do like the Frighteners like a lot you so uh, it. and uh, uh, speaking of being unaware uh, this is my fourth mistake um, I did you introduced me to the Frighteners yeah uh, like well like I said I saw it when it came out yeah but like or shortly after I feel like it wasn't then that that's when you introduced like you may have told me about it but you like I you made me watch it it was much later before I, I actually remember. watched it. Yeah. Honestly, I don't remember uh, that. And, and that was definitely one of those like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. For some reason, I... There was a movie with Michael J. Fox and Ghosts. Yeah. In my head. And then there was other movie called The Frighteners that had this weird poster that I thought was just a horror movie that I wasn't really interested in seeing because I'm not a big horror movie guy. Yeah. And my brain would not put those together that no the Frighteners is the movie with Michael J. Fox it just has an odd movie poster that doesn't indicate that it's a Michael J. Fox that it's a funny movie that like that it's any of that that it is because it's kind of it's just got that white poster with like the yeah, yeah. The, the monster ghost face pushing through yeah, the sheet yeah. and my brain divorced those from each other for a <laughs> long time and it wasn't until like oh no that is just an odd poster for this movie like, well, I mean, I like, mean, it fits the tone it do, it, that they're trying, to, the movie, they're trying to go for, like, the the, yeah. the, the horror exactly. elements but are... Upon ge- seeing the movie, you know, are yes, I realize that. But not knowing yeah. that, wondering why a comedy with ghosts with Michael J. Fox in it would have this horror movie yeah. poster. Because well, it's not Teen Wolf. It's yeah, not well, a comedy exactly. in that sense. It's not exactly. like a stupid well, comedy. Why would you have a Michael J. Fox movie it's and not funny. put Michael J. Fox on the... Yeah. In, the, in the poster so you know but yeah no it is it is uh, it is super good I've seen it a number of times cool beans uh, I like it I like it a lot but yeah so yeah so that's my number two then so that's, our, that's so far our only crossover the Frighteners so your number two my number two uh, this is something I've been waiting for for a long time um <laughs> what <laughs> sorry uh, nothing, nothing, nope. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder if he's going to say what I think he's going to say. He's not going to say that. So it's not, it's fine. Okay, no, go. It's fine. You're number two. It's awesome. Let's, let's see where your number two All is. All right. Well, my number two is uh, about some people that are all um, a bunch of astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Star Trek First Contact. Uh, the best by far of the Next Generation era movies. Absolutely. One of yeah. the best Star Trek movies. Star Trek First Contact. Mm-hmm. We saw it in the theater together. Yeah. It yeah. is amazing. Um, it has the perfect balance with the action, like really well done action, mm-hmm. the sort of sci-fi-y, Star Trek-y kind of elements, the comedic elements, good story, good acting. 
like with like James Cromwell they and stuff did the, like that. They did the perfect thing where they managed to not go like the the always issue with the Star Trek movies is and and this I think became most evident in the Next Generation series yep. was the which I'm a huge fan of Next Generation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, anyone who knows when they, me when knows I love the show. Is but the, they didn't fare so well the, when they switched to movies. Do we make the movie just a 90 minute version of the show? Yeah. Or do we try to go beyond that? Yeah. And the movies all seem to follow to to either like you guys went way one beyond the, the, way, the one or the other way yeah. beyond the yeah, show yeah. to the point where this isn't yeah. even really like feels like Star Trek Administration yeah. or or yeah. like <laughs> this is. Or this is a bad 90-minute episode yeah. of Star Trek Next yeah. Generation. Insurrection. And, insurrection, exactly. And and I feel I feel Generations did a feral job of it. Generations but was it, pretty good, but, but it was but also it, somewhat handicapped by having it, it to be the transitionary It was saddled a bit with the transition stuff. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I First think, Contact was the one where they could fully embrace it and just go and I fully out. I think if the last the original Star Trek movie hadn't come out yeah. so late in the, I guess... You know, I, I in the cycle of the yeah. movies that generate first contact would have been generations, yeah, and we would we may never have had the generations movie yeah. if there had been more years there, yeah, um, yeah. The fact that it was in the same, yeah, well, because like, well, what was uh, 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 what was the one before that? Uh, um, six was Undiscovered Country, which was only like 91, 91 so it was only exactly. a few years yeah, earlier, yeah, yeah, so yeah. they sort of just went straight from one to the yeah. other, yeah. And they made Generations the same year that they finished the series. That's right, yeah. So they finished the Next Generation series. I think they took, like, something like two weeks off yeah. after finishing the show. After doing the show for seven seasons, they finished the show. They took, like, I think, like, a couple of weeks off or something like that and then went right into making Generations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was definitely more of a transitionary movie. And then mm-hmm. First Contact was the one that was, like, full-on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it's probably... It's I so mean, good. Maybe, like the actual day-to-day work harder, but, like, probably way less time, the last time to film the movie than it would be. It was the last it. time that the Borg was awesome because yeah. they totally ruined the yeah. Borg in, in Voyager. Yeah. And it was just... Uh, had, like, well, some really yeah. great acting. We could do a whole episode on yeah how they've ruined the Borg. I mean, uh. <laughs> had some really good acting with, like, James Cromwell, of course, yeah. as I mentioned, um, Alice Krieger playing the Borg Queen... Um, you know, getting like people that are actually like legit, like excellent dramatic actors mm-hmm. was like a huge thing. I mean, not that that's an unusual thing. They yeah. often do that. Like the guest villains and stuff for the yeah. movies are often. Because I mean, really let, good, let's be really fair. Actors, the next generation actors are TV actors. Yeah, who now in a movie but had they, to step up their game, which and they did they, to a they large did degree. To a large degree. Yeah. Uh, so. Getting a good... I mean, obviously, Patrick Stewart was always kind of the heavyweight. <laughs> well, yeah. But, um, you know, because he had his background and everything. But, yeah. like... But, yeah, no, the others definitely stepped up to a large degree. Like, they, they yep. really... They had some of their best work in this. And that, that is not an easy thing to no, do. No, definitely you know? not. Because yeah. often you can tell. Like, yeah. often you're just like, ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of worked on TV, but... Mm. Which is one of those interesting things, like... And that's probably, like, with nowadays... I mean, not always. I... It, it, Sometimes it's fine. Now but. I don't say nowadays. I mean, like recently in you know last yeah. four or five years, well, you like, get the opposite. Well, the you quality like tractors going to TV all the time. Yeah, though. well, you get the the quality of acting you get in the higher end TV shows is much closer, if not better than on many movies. Than, yeah. Movies, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, than you know, absolutely. Um, which, which, but I mean, that, that's because well, often the quality of the material is much well, better. And that's right? a lot of, they take yeah. a lot more care with it. They have better writers. They have better mm-hmm. directing and stuff like yeah. that. You know, you know sometimes, especially on, some of them are on the late 
like 2009, 2010, people started giving a damn about making television yeah. for some reason. And I mean, yay, but you know, it was weird that transition, how, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's just awesome. Yeah. It's for Star Trek First Contact. Like I said, it's one of the best Star Trek movies. It's by far the best of the next generation movies. Mm-hmm. And um, it's all, it'll always kind of hold a special place for me because it's yeah. kind of. You know, you could say in that sense, it's kind of the last time that Star Trek was really great, I suppose, in, in a way, in, in the classic sense. Like I mean, for for old school classic fans like me, it, I mean, it, it definitely the best of the next generation movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that last one was pretty good. Oh, like the the most recent of the reboot ones? No, the most the last generations one. Uh, what Nemesis? That was the oh, worst no. one what, of Nemesis all. Nemesis was the worst. That one. was the worst one of all, man. That was okay. Terrible. What was before Nemesis? Insurrection, which was oh, really blah. Such... You're right. And they they just made those four. Yeah, so. that's right. Yeah, it's by far the best. I'm, my brain wants to put a really good one after Nemesis. I to, wish. Yeah, maybe that's it. It's wishful thinking <laughs> in wish. my brain. Um, but yeah, no, that's yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. It's the only one you need to see. Well. <laughs> I mean, if you've never seen the show, I wouldn't really even recommend watching yeah, those well, movies at all yeah, because yeah. you won't really have any connection to the characters. That's what the, um, the reboots for. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which are decent. You know, like they're they entertaining. Their they're entertaining. They're watchable. The yeah. second one's kind of if iffy, yeah. but you know, but they're they're all right. They're you know they're not the classic kind of what yeah. what I'm used to from being in, like an old school fan. But, yeah, you know that's fine. Yeah. Well, it's Star Trek for a new generation. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed <laughs> to Star Trek the next generation. It's the, the Star, Star Trek, Trek the new, the gen- new generation. generation. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, yeah. Hilariously, though, it's characters from the first from the original series. So, yeah, you know, everything's yep. cyclical. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Bell bottoms. I'm are back. fine with that. Um, <laughs> I'm fine with that. It, yeah. it makes perfect sense in the end. Yeah, as it turns out, those are just character names, and it really doesn't matter. No. Um, it makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. No, I was I was laughing because I was thinking, what if he says. Uh, 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 don't be a menace in South Central while drinking your juice in the hood is his number two no, I don't even think I could say that title um, I, I was just I was just going through the list yeah. of the movies from 96 and I was like that was a pretty funny movie that's not going to be on my list oh. but that's a really funny movie uh, it's not, not my kind of thing anyways um, alright yeah. so your number so now my number one, wow. number one, yeah, like my, crossover on two there. So one already, eh? So uh, my number one uh, is what was your two? Frighteners. The Frighteners, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I forgot already. All right, your number one. That's all right. Uh, is uh, <laughs> it's from 1996. Um, I'd like to say that joke never gets old, but it got old like the, the first much, time I did it. Pretty much, literally, pretty much the, immediately. Oh, the first when I did it in 1990. Yeah, it basically was, yeah, got old yeah, immediately. Yeah, immediately. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, and um, by a director that is very well known now, Michael Bay, and is The Rock. Wow. Yeah. That's you're gonna get a lot of flack for that. Really? For putting a Michael Bay film at number one? Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. The world hates Michael Bay. I know the world hates. They Michael. keep putting money in his pocket. Yeah, they hate but him. they hate it. They're like, "Here's my ten dollars. Screw you." Yeah, yeah. I don't know what that's about. People but... didn't hate Michael Bay in 1996. Yes, they did. Did they? Yeah, not as much as no. they do now because this is pre Pearl Harbor. But that's true. That's true. But yeah, they people always hate him. Yeah, 
And yeah, they, you're probably right. Hypocrisy. They probably didn't really hate him yeah. then because at that point, all he'd done was like... <laughs> now I, all I want to do is Google, did people hate Michael Bay <laughs> in 1996? <laughs> well, all he'd done is like bad boys, like this. Yeah. Like, you know, most of what he'd done at this point, people generally liked for what it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's pre-Armageddon too. Yes, I think Armageddon also- is when people really started to hate him. It was yeah. Armageddon and, and Pearl Harbor. Pearl Those Harbor, were the two yeah. that were like broke the bad... The, the, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, uh, bunch of... I mean, most people have seen The Rock. Yeah. Welcome to The Rock. It's a very solid... I would never think of it as a number one movie of a year, but it's a solid action movie. Uh, It's got a great... I mean... Uh, once again, Nicolas Cage yeah. uh, sneaks onto a onto a list. I, yeah. I really like Nicolas Cage. Uh, great, great role because it's a very straight, which played, is played straight role. It's yeah. not like a crazy yeah. Nicolas Cage. Role. Yeah, yeah. Nicolas Cage. He was like, uh, he's, he's kept on the leash. He's for, like for that. the normal yeah. one in this yeah, movie. Yeah. He's more of a mild man. It's kind of like a no. Ed uh, Harris is the crazy one in this movie. <laughs> got a bit of a um, like a Jack Ryan, like yeah. early Jack Ryan Jack type Ryan of vibe, vibe, where yeah. he's like he's more of like a lab sort of. Um, uh, you know, he's more of this sort of mild-mannered, sciencey guy mm-hmm. uh, who who gets thrown into everything. So, um, uh, more yeah, he's like more of a desk desk. Yeah, yeah, he's always a doctor. He's, he's more he's of a, a desk scientist. guy, yeah, and yeah. and and who just gets yeah. thrown into it. So, um, it, he's very kind of mild-mannered and very sort of like yeah, like not not cra- crazy Nicholas Cage yeah. at all. Like very yeah. straight plays it very straight and yeah. uh Sean Connery of course yep. basically playing James Bond yes yeah. just, <laughs> in all just, but name yeah yeah. he's basically just like he sort old, of comes out of old James Bond yeah he's old James Bond like he's coming out of retirement no you to, know he was in prison oh that's right he was in prison yeah he's right. been that's in prison the movie starts, for like he's 30 years yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they yeah, yeah. and then they but have to persuade him but he's to, basically yeah. like an ex-British spy mm-hmm. like uber badass he got into like almost back into like his like like bodybuilding days like shape mm-hmm. for this like he's all he's well, got, he brought him he's back got to, the guns and it like, brought him back because he ended up doing like I, I a mean, couple of movies after I mean this guns and the were, arms and, uh, you yeah, can't yeah, see yeah. me miming my arms but yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. those kind of guns not guns mm-hmm. oh well, he has guns too but yeah <laughs> yeah no he's he's yeah it was crazy um, very unusual type of uh, role for, for where Connery ended up at this point because uh, who would have ever thought that he would go back to yeah. doing that type uh, of role like an action role. made a unlike most of the other movies on my list made a crap ton of money yeah um, well it was very I mean big blockbuster action, action film it's very solid action um, movie it's very good yeah uh, you know pretty simple plot uh, yeah, it's your standard, like, there's a villain. Villain, they take control of Alcatraz, they've got chemical weapons, they're going to launch them into San Francisco, into the bay, uh, and... It's he's, like, he's, like, some I sort mean, of, it's, like... It's like, not VX nerve gas, but yeah. it, 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 it is... It, yeah, he's, like, he's like a Your friends military. will tell you, it's not cool to, it's yeah. cool to talk about. He's, he's like, a, but, like a colonel or something? Like yes, he's, yeah, like, he's, like, a rogue, like, military yeah, he's rogue officer. Yeah. He's, like, all disgruntled Feel, it's, crazy. It's, it's, um, it's that whole, like... Uh, post Iraq War, like he feels like, um, like the men died under his command that didn't need to die, yeah. And he feels like so he's he, like sort of revenge. He's doing that like it's the revenge America, he's, like kind of thing. yeah, like that revenge yeah. that like they're this is what I have to do to make them notice, yeah, to yeah. make the government notice what they're doing. Yeah. It's it's a it's a very um, uh, it's a trope. It's very yeah, true, you know, absolutely. Uh, uh, but Ed Harris is great, like yeah, he because well, he Harris. plays that. He plays that. When was the last time you saw something with Ed Harris? Yeah, yeah. You were like, man, Ed Harris, Harris was, was terrible, terrible in that movie. Yeah, no. When did that ever happen? No. Uh, 
Uh, somebody's gonna because <laughs> well, be a comment for somebody yeah, saying yeah, like yeah, or yeah. blah 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 yeah, and I'll yeah. be like I'm gonna have to oh. look at a list of Ed Harris movies going oh yeah that was really bad what? I don't know what he was doing there oh no, I'm no. sure he's been in some bad movies, movies but, but I doubt he he's bad. ever been yeah, bad yeah, yeah. I feel like that's, that's a go we use that go to a lot with a great actor but it's so true, it's true. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It, it's it's a truism yeah there's a lot of actors that have done some bad movies but they're never actually bad yeah themselves um but uh, yeah, and so they they you know they make the the attack on Alcatraz. Yeah, it's a really solid. Yeah. just that's it's a simple. Yeah. big solid action movie. Nah. What you um, would expect, but you know it's a good one. Yeah, I yeah, I I personally I think uh, yeah you know Michael Bay's done some real questionable movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, definitely some of the worst would be like. You know what I mentioned before, like Armageddon, yeah. Pearl Harbor. Uh, I mean, I don't trans- like Armageddon, Transformers. But like I'm fully aware of that. What that movie two, is, you know, the yeah. second Transformers movie is oh. awful. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, most people, I'm sure, would say they're all. Awful, I, Pearl but, Harbor, Pearl Harbor, no good, eh? I've never seen it. Uh, no, because it's trying to be like a more serious, like it's got like drama and romance and it's historical and blah uh, blah. But you know it's Michael it, Bay making it, it not somebody yeah, who actually yeah. can it should have you know? it should have been it should have been the like Saving Private Ryan of that particular yeah. and instead but Michael Bay is not gonna make it no that, no know? yeah okay so, well I can definitely understand what yeah. when you take something historically significant that yeah people just Michael felt Bay, that it was very they very absolutely kind of understand really why people sold it short them. as to yeah. You know the significance I, I just I just thought it didn't look very interesting so I never saw yeah. it um, <laughs> but but like that being said, I agree on those kind of things. But that being said, like I will to a certain degree, to a certain degree, I will defend that the fact that Michael Bay actually has made some really entertaining yeah. movies. If you look at them for what they are, like <coughs> they're, they're actually mm-hmm. really solid. Um, and even some stuff that's underrated, like um, I really like The Island. Most yes. people don't like that. Yeah. I think that's one of his best mm-hmm. movies. Um, and uh, uh, what? It's, you could say it's almost it's a very like it's very the Michael Bayness in the island is a little lower quite a bit yeah, lower I mean, than, than the and, fact that know. he's you know does his action scenes and stuff are yeah, very yeah. you know similar and stuff like that it's yeah, not as bombastic as his usual no you know. it's it's good it's got some good actors mm-hmm. and just I don't know like yeah. I, I yeah, just feel like good. people give him way more crap than I think yeah, and I, I think a lot of that crap is because I think that I, I feel the volume of that crap comes it really started with the Transformers stuff. Well, and that was, I mean, you know, obviously, when you get into something that's so, like, fan-driven, yeah. obviously, there's going to yeah. be a lot of outcry. Yeah. I get that, and I don't really have an issue with it, because there's definitely some questionable things about those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not so much of, like, a fanatic about, like, Transformers, not even close to it, that, for me, I, it's a bit easier to uh, separate those. Yeah. Um you know, definitely, I won't make any attempt to to defend the second one at all because it was really bad. But, but I mean, yeah, I mean that's the thing. But yeah, like I just feel like he knows. I feel you could scrape together a solid twenty good minutes. He out know, of that film. I I <laughs> I think there's only one good scene in it, and it's the um this ravish scene. Yeah, and and then Probably. I later like the way the way that ravish gets killed when. Yeah, yeah. Bumblebee basically like bones him. No, oh, right, right, right. Tears strips. He's so much bigger. He's so much bigger. Right out of his body, essentially. Yeah, yeah. And I liked that because yeah. that was really like an epic thing. But that's like literally just a moment. <laughs> it's a super tiny moment. And then yeah, the yeah. other thing is the just the part of Ravage attacking yeah. and 
that's pretty much the only thing I like <laughs> in that whole movie, basically. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there might be the odd moment here and there that I'm not remembering. Yeah. But, like, everything else is pretty terrible. Like, the whole big battle in the desert at the end is yeah, pretty much all bad. bad. Yeah. Their version of Devastator is terrible. Oh, yeah. Like, all this stuff with, like, the pyramids garbage. and stuff is terrible. Like, yeah. all the jokes. The, none well, of the, the jokes it, land. It is really, like, everybody... Not to turn this into discussion transformers, yeah. uh, but it is really where like the human characters in the first one were questionable. Yeah, they they were like there was no question about how bad they were. Yeah. in the second, right? One, correct. You, know? yes. and you definitely saw that in the third one. They were like, oh, let's maybe like yeah. tweak that or dial that yeah. down a I bit. Mean, you know, a lot of people will say it was still just as bad. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I don't agree at all. But anyways, that's a whole other yeah. discussion. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, there's a franchise we could do sometime. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Probably. Dog, I feel it's a little dog piling. Well, I, I also feel like maybe that that could spur some good uh, comments, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people tend to get passionate about their uh, going after those movies. But anyways, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, The Rock is, yeah. is like I say, it just I would never have thought of it as like a number one or even a top five yeah. type of movie of a year. But if you're looking at it in terms of just being an entertaining action movie, mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah. Yeah, very, that's, very that's solid. sort of like, it really just... Super solid. It's yeah. just, it, it's one of those really like, yeah, movies, you know. Yeah. So yeah, so my number one is The Rock. So right, now you're cool. number one. So, any ideas on uh, what I have it a could be? Fair idea. I have a fair idea what this what this is. Does uh, it feel like there's a piece, something missing? There's a piece missing? Uh, to say there's maybe a sequel to this movie coming out soon? Would I be in the right ballpark? Nope. Not even close. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, okay. All right, then. All right, then I, I think I know what it is. All right. Okay. My number one is Fargo. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was... Uh, uh, it's... I I wasn't sure how much I should chime in because it wasn't no. one of those back-to-back yeah. rankings because you're you, it was number three on yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, ah, oh, I better wait. That, that's why I waited on the Frighteners because yeah, there yeah, was, yeah. it was a couple of... But uh, it is one of the best yeah. films the Coen brothers ever did. Um, it is absolute genius top to bottom. Their ability to create those intricate plots... Um, where things just one thing leads to another and it's just it totally spirals out of control uh, from like a simple start to just like what the hell happened Um, all the characters are just very entertainingly like we said dysfunctional but Mm. like in an entertaining way like it's just so you're just watching it going like oh I cannot believe these people (laughs) yeah but like in a good way like in Mm -hmm. because it's just like like I can't believe these people are so terrible but like no. in it, but it's entertaining oh yeah terrible. absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah you know it's like when you read about like you know like a Darwin Award winner and you're, <laughs> yeah. you're just like, you're just like <laughs> that's oh. a good way of putting it you're just yeah. like yeah humanity <laughs> yeah. oh god um, but yeah like um, all the actors are great obviously we, we talked about um, Francis McDermott already amazing William H. Macy amazing Steve Buscemi is great um, and uh, I mean we pretty much covered yeah. that, all that but uh, yeah it's 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 yeah I, w- I wasn't sure because I know you like Fargo yeah um, and I know it was up there but it, I didn't think it would be your one and so the fact that I, I thought maybe you would bump it in lieu of something something else no, like I mean, just just to fit it's movie on, just but, great no. like yeah. it's just really good it's 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 probably one of the although even though I had seen other Cone films before this like I had seen um, obviously like I mentioned I saw Blood Simple in school mm-hmm. right but uh I had seen some of their early stuff. Well, other early stuff, I guess. But Simple was their first film, so. Yeah. But I didn't see it when it first came out. 
Um, but like I had, before that, I'd seen some of their other early stuff, like Raising Arizona, without really knowing who they were or that the Coen Brothers mm-hmm. was a thing. So I had already seen a couple like that, but seeing Blood Simple in, in in school, and then going like, "Oh, there's Coen guys. Okay, who are this?" You know, and then that leading to you know when like Fargo and stuff like that, and being like, "Wow." so amazing so yeah so like I said before I saw it when it came out pretty much mm-hmm. and um, I was blown away just like everyone else yeah it's definitely I mean they've made a lot of great movies it's right the movie box there I'm blown away yeah. yeah they've made a lot of great movies and it's one of those real hard things like they're so prolific and so generally consistent mm-hmm. with their quality that it's a hard thing to say like like this is the one you know but it's like I, I feel Fargo and the Big Lebowski one, are their two yeah, masterpieces. Like probably those two are probably what you'd have to pick if you had For to only pick one For me personally, a close runner-up would be uh, Burn After Reading. Yeah, I really. But Burn <laughs> After Reading is so full of Burn uh, After Reading is more flawed to me, but it has like some stuff that is so brilliant. That, yes, that like, like I it just kills yeah. me because like I. Well, particularly the the humor, like mm, it, it, well, the comedy. It is such a rapid fire oh like film of, of oh, that. It, just, like, yeah. it kills me. It kills me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. Number one's Fargo for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, quickly run down my list here. Uh, number five was Two Days in the Valley. Number four is That Thing We Do. Number three is Fargo. Number two is The Frighteners. Number one is The Rock. All right. Uh, my oops. My number one is Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So my five was Courage Under Fire. Uh, my four was The Frighteners. My three was The Birdcage. My two was Star Trek First Contact. And my one is Fargo. Nice. Yeah. So we ended up with uh, two crossovers there. Yeah. So Although was... in very different areas. I I assumed we were going to cross over on, the fri- uh, on Fargo. I absolutely completely forgotten about Frighteners. Yeah, like, like I, I sort of like, oh, yeah, well, well, you duh, forgot. Of course. it was on your list. How do you forget? No, about no, 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 no. I'd forgotten that, like, that was a potential crossover. Oh, for okay. us. yeah, yeah. Because right. I liked, oh yeah, duh. Oh, yeah. Dude, you, you I love that the movie. Peter yeah, Jackson yeah. guy. I've I seen, like that movie because you I've like seen that every movie so Peter much. Jackson movie, yeah, yeah. like including the really old um, ones that. Like, yeah, I seen. oh, except for uh, um, Forgotten Silver, the the mockumentary one that he made. Oh, I yeah, haven't seen that. It's really hard to track down. Um. Couple other good uh, good movies came out in '96, uh, and this is actually the one I thought might be your number one is Train Spotting, but it actually wasn't on your list. No, uh, it would be like in that would be your six. It'd be in the top ten, yeah, but not in the top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so harrowing, like it's so hard to watch. It's so difficult. That's my problem it's with brutal. it. Like I but enjoy. It's amazing. No, I appreciate yeah. the movie Train Spotting. I do not enjoy watching that. It has some funny moments, even. It does. You know, especially, like, with, with Robert Carlyle and stuff like that. But, like, great cast. Like, everybody's really good. Ian mm-hmm. McGregor, Johnny Lee Miller, Robert Carlyle. Like, yeah. everyone's great. Um, Ewan Bremner, um, big fan. I, and, and this and, is... And it's a very... I think part of it is a, I have a personal hang-up on movies that focus... Or anything, really, that focuses on drug addiction. Yeah. Um... It is. I find it hard to watch. It's like yeah. one of the well, few things. Suppo- it should be. It's. It is one of the few things that I like find like, yeah. like difficult to like. Like clearly, it's not designed to entertain. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I know. Like you mean. I like it's just to to stomach. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. Uh, just because it's so like and and especially 
train spotting shows it in it's very raw like yeah. like actual yeah. you know the horribleness it's of brutal. it it's brutal you know yep um uh Independence Day yeah uh, it's great it almost snuck onto my list a couple of times another, another, another one of those ones that kind of gets a lot of like flack for just kind of being kind of just ridiculous and yeah. sort of just but of the type of film that it is like the, that yeah. sort of genre and stuff like it's pretty much the best oh absolutely like modern like, version it of has that. great effects mm-hmm. great action like it, it's it has all these all those typical cliches of like and they made so many more of those movies right then day after yeah. tomorrow and 2012 12, and blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah, right yeah. mostly roland emmerich yeah, uh, yeah. made like, that's so, his forte made, that's yeah. his forte he's made so many of those movies um I like most of those, but Independence Day is. But like, but clearly, yeah, it's like they're all kind of just following that formula. But mm. it's like Independence Day is the one that really got it, n- nailed it on the head. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just very, it's just very entertaining and very like well, well made. Uh, Ransom, yeah, which I quite like. It's good. Uh, yeah. uh, Mel Gibson, yep. Uh, definitely saw saw that in theater. Yeah, we saw that together. Yeah, uh, one that I had forgotten about. Tasha, a friend of ours, brought it up last week. Uh, one fine day. Yeah, I always like that. Yeah, it's that. Like, speaking of like, oh, it's a real good feel good movie. Rom com. Yeah, rom com. Um, and a oh, uh, uh, a very low rated film that I quite like a lot is uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah, I never got into that one. Uh, it's I, it's I don't think it's, I've ever even it's seen, like flawed movie. as hell. Yeah. Um, with uh, it's Samuel Jackson and um, Gina Davis. Gina Davis. Yeah. Thank you. Um, uh, it was probably the last thing, big thing she was ever really in. Um, because this was after she had already done. Yeah. Uh. Like all the big eighties stuff yeah. and that. And yeah. you know, there's no crying baseball and oh, yeah, yeah. this this was I'm pretty sure this was post Cutthroat Island, which was already up. Yeah, that was, that was already a, a, a nail in that coffin for sure. And yeah. it was too bad because I like Gina Davis as, as an actress a lot yeah. and it was it was too She's bad that she good. just kinda Well That was her first mistake doing Cutthroat Island. Doing Cutthroat Island, which I mean, that's Cutthroat my, Island my, has issues. That's my catchphrase. Yeah, that's your catchphrase. That's your first that? mistake. That's your first mistake. Uh, your first mistake was 1996 films. Um, no, uh, like, I don't dislike Cutthroat Island. I I quite enjoy Cutthroat Island, but I'm fully aware of there are some issues <laughs> with that movie. Like, you know, interesting but, it. Um, but, you know, my like of pirate films. Yeah draws me to that and then yeah then I had like you know the birdcage I love pirates but I'm not not gonna blindly love pirates if it's, <laughs> if it's crap <laughs> if it's pirate crap it's pirate crap it doesn't matter if it's pirates <laughs> but uh yep alright um uh, so one that was on a previous top five that was not on here for that oh reason, yeah yeah Jerry Maguire Jerry Maguire yeah that was on my uh, Tom Cruise uh, top five um we talked Mission Impossible before. Yeah, the first Mission Impossible came yeah. out in 96, which is crazy to think. They're still making them. I remember Romeo and Juliet being a big deal uh, at yeah. the time. Yeah, if we and don't, then, just, we got to mention Romeo and Juliet because I'm sure Rob will kill yeah. us if we don't bring yeah, it up. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, I loved it then. It is not dated well. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely... It's not aged well, I should say. I definitely feel it was it's like... very dated now. I, I, me- I remember like, what's the big hubbub about this movie? Going to see it. Being like, okay, yeah. that was good, and then a number of years seeing it again and being like, 
like, like it very it, rapidly. It's very gimmicky. It's yeah. very yeah. It's very nineties. It's yeah. very nineties and very gimmicky with the way that the film, the filmmaking techniques and stuff that are used. Uh, at the time it came out, I thought like, "This is the future. This is what all movies are going to be like in a few years." Because yeah. it felt very revolutionary at the yeah. time, and now it feels very dated because that style was really kind of confined really to just that era and yeah. then that, like, like, it never really that came music, back. That music video movie. Yeah, and yeah. it never really took caught on mm-hmm. uh, in the way that I thought it was going to. Like, I remember uh, like my mom at the time, like back uh, a few years after, or, you know, a couple of years after that, uh, and, um, you know, I was talking about that version and my mom was like, was like, oh, what about the, you know, like the, the Franco Zeffirelli version, the 68, you know, classic version. And she's like, oh, you know, you got to see this. This is, like, the classic version. And uh, I, like, tried to watch it, and I, like, hated it because it just seems so, like, slow and boring and, like, lame. And I, I, I was not very... Uh... <laughs> uh, what's the word? Like, I was not very... Uh... Receptive? <laughs> yeah, like, but I was I was not very respectful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, In regards to it. Um, and... My mom didn't really understand where it was coming from. And then I was able to show her the 96 version. And she was like, oh, I totally see what you're talking about. That is amazing. But like I say, it's kind of now it seems really dated. And then now I actually really like the Zephyrly version because it just feels classic and just, yeah. you know, very, very traditional, but like very well made. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I like them both, but in different ways. But, you know, now I can appreciate the 68 version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the 96 version is still good because everything that was good about it then is still good it just it just feels very kind of dated and sort of like not that as impressive now but i mean it's not bad it's just you know it is what it is Mm -hmm. um great soundtrack though yes music is some of the best ever in movie um so uh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah revenge yeah uh definitely 96 full a lot of movies that i remember like Enjoying more at the time than I've probably yeah. enjoyed. I gotta mention um, Mars Attacks. Yeah, Tim Burton. Yeah, totally ridiculous, but you know it. It kind of works for it. <laughs> yeah, from no. dusk, from dusk till dawn. Yes. Yeah. Um, don't really like it that much once it gets to the full like thing yeah. with the monster. The the what what they say are vampires, but really they're more like zombies. They're like mm. monsters at the end, but. Once it really kind of gets into all that, it's not nearly as interesting. Um, but overall, it's pretty cool. Like it has some really cool parts, and and um, the 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 co- combination, the creative collaboration combination of Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino is like a really cool, mm-hmm. you know, collaboration to get together. Uh, I wanted to bring up a special mention. Um, this movie was not on my list. Uh, Mostly because I haven't seen it in quite some time. Uh, I remember seeing it. I remember being excited to see it because of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it had... The music in the trailer was done by a band that I really liked at the time. Uh, Frontline Assembly did the music for the trailer. And then that music was not in the in the movie. Uh, and that was Crash. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, we had that on top five before. Yeah. But yeah, but it was already previously in our top five. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, David Cronenberg's weird. Uh, yeah, it's an adaptation of the J.G. Ballard. Yes, novel. Yeah, um, 
super strange. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, 96 big movies. Beautiful like, Girls. That's, that yeah, Beautiful Girls. Uh, um, Tin Cup. I really like Tin, Tin Cup. Tin Cup is great. Tin Cup was like a contender for the list. Oh, really? Wow. I love Tin Cup. Oh, okay. But, I, but it, I, ended I, up, I like Tin Cup too. But, I ended uh, up, like, it's more of a, it would be in I'm the top. I'm not a golfing movie guy, but. It would be uh, like in the top 10 rather than the top 5 type of thing. But it's close. Like, it yeah. very came, nice. it came very close. It's Kevin Costner. Yeah. Of anything else <laughs> from this year, aside from like the special mention ones yeah, that, yeah. that have been on other lists, mm-hmm. I'd say Tim Cup probably came closest to getting on to to no, my list. Not not the cable guy. Not the cable guy. Not no. not a fan of the cable guy. Not uh, English patient. <laughs> no. No. Me and me and Elaine Bennis. Yeah. Don't don't like the English patient. Oh, yeah, no. How about uh, Dragonheart? I remember loving it at the time. No. I I remember thinking. Sean Connery's dragon. This movie's so good. That's a good idea. You know, uh, the, I remember the dragon. I, that dragon looks so awesome. And then that movie did not age great. Like, <laughs> I, I never thought it was anything really that. But uh, I, I really great, liked but... it at the time. You know, yeah. every once in a while, I always think I could really go for a dragon movie. And then, you know, I fall asleep watching Dragon Wars or something. You know, <laughs> just nah, never mind. I take it back. That's <laughs> yeah, a tough one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's our top five films of 1996. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, next week we're gonna jump into 97. Mm-hmm. Uh, Closing in on the end yeah, here. It's uh, 97 will be. Uh, I guess that's a 20, 20th anniversary yeah. films. Yeah. Um, also succinctly, right in the middle of our. You, you're my actual life because we were 20 in 1997 you turned 20 uh, turning yeah. 20 in 1997 um and uh I I I'm, I'm not gonna say it, I'm not gonna spoil it uh just gonna there's gonna be some crossover on this one. Oh, oh yeah 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 absolutely um it would not surprise me if we go as high as 4 out of 5 on 97 <laughs> Uh, wow! Yeah. Um, wow! I feel, it, it, it Don't could, say that because now you're challenging me <laughs> to go like obscure to like surprise you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, so uh, yeah, so uh, thanks everyone uh, for listening, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll catch with you next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name's Chris. This is Cheers. Bye.